Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to Future of Flushing. I'm Vito Khaleesi. With me is Dad Jonathan Barron. Why are you shaking your head? Is it because I've already said a different way of how to say my name? Yeah, I was expecting Khalees. Vito, we were talking earlier. You you literally just gave me an anecdote about a funny line you had, and you used Khalees, and you just dropped a Khaleesi on. It's every damn time, man. It's crazy. You know what's funny? After that anecdote, I literally sat there and I said to myself, I'm glad John wasn't here because he would have known that I didn't say Khaleesi. Yeah, but now I, now I got to call you out because... You- <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like a bit now. It's a running, it's a running gag. So I kind of, I, I always say Khaleesi here, and so the bit is really only between you and me. It seems like because I always say Khaleesi on Future of Flushing. You've definitely said Khaleesi a few times. We got to go back and check the tapes. Maybe I have. Yeah. If you if I've said Khaleesi, tag us, tag us in the episode where I've said Khaleesi on Met Player Dev. We don't have our own Twitter. They don't trust us with it. Yeah. Uh, I don't. No one needs to be tweeting. The uh, folks who run Met Player Dev do a great <laughs> job. We'll leave it to them. Janie does a great job there. Why don't we keep this one not too long? You know, we didn't do an episode last night because there were no games. I mean, it wasn't our choice. We both were ready to do an episode, and then we realized the big four were off. And then I think the Complex Leagues played a few games, right? Yes, the FCL, Mets, DSL, uh, Mets all all played. Uh, There actually is one note from yesterday. I guess we might as well get it in there now. Wilson Esterlin pitched for FCL Mets. He was great. Four innings, eight strikeouts, only 18. He's come stateside for the first time was part of the 2022 international free agent class. If we did do an episode last night, we definitely would have keyed in on Wilson Esterlin. So just wanted to mention the great outing that he had on, what was it, Tuesday? I'm kind of at that point now where the days are all just blending together. I have to stay awake for another about two hours or so. So Vito wants to do a quick episode. And I'm like, man, let's do like an hour 30 or something like that because I have to wait to (laughs) feed a bottle and change a diaper before I can go to sleep. So... Uh, but yeah, let's get into what happened on Wednesday night. So we're going to start with the Syracuse Mets because we like to start in order. You know, I don't know if you've noticed this thing, listener, but we really do like to go triple A, double A, high A, single A. You know, like that's kind of our mantra. So we're going to start with the Syracuse Mets. Syracuse Mets won seven to four versus the Scranton Wilkes Bear Rail Riders, which I would say is a pretty good name for a team, right, John? Yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to think. I watched The Office during COVID. I had actually never seen an episode before COVID before you know the pandemic and that's shot that's surprising because it's one of the three shows i've ever heard you mention that's because i binged the entire the entire um series during this time frame and obviously it's in scranton i know that they made reference to um the penguins minor league team there was the hockey episode i feel like they never really acknowledged the scranton wilkes Bear baseball team and they've had a team there for a while i'm not sure the yankees have had the affiliate there 
I know the Yankees were the Columbus Clippers um, at least a decade ago. But yeah, you never, I don't think there was ever a baseball reference in the office. So it's kind of upsetting. They would mention the Phillies quite a bit because right. Jim was a big right. Phillies fan. But they fan. never mentioned the AAA team that was in Scranton. They mentioned Pizza by Alfredo's and Alfredo's Pizza Cafe, but. Yeah, very, very odd. In the Syracuse Mets game, this was a Mike Vassell start and it wasn't his best start. But just remember, almost a full run per game more is scored in AAA than AA. There's a lot more to every single game than that straight line. Right, John? Yeah, and that was the first thing that I wanted to look at was to see what the league average runs per game was in AAA compared to AA. We've talked about it in some of our, our recent episodes, how really just the offense is out of control, both in the Pacific Coast League and the International League where the Syracuse Mets are. So right now, that's something that Mike Vassell is currently dealing with. Um, just the overall run environment is not the same as he was used to in AA and single A last year. So Mike Vassell made his third start for Syracuse on Wednesday, and he struggled again. But it's, it's something to keep in mind as we move forward here. Obviously, big congrats to Mike Vassell, by the way. This is the first time that we're recording since the news came out that Mike Vassell will represent the Mets at the Futures game. So that's awesome. Very well deserved. But yeah, it's just a learning experience for a young pitcher who is experiencing a brand new league who is pitching in a league that, like I just said, is, is very different than anything he's likely experienced, maybe since college in the metal bats. Um, but Mike Vassell will take another crack at it at some point next week. The Mets are home this weekend. They'll play Scranton through the weekend. Then they'll go to Worcester, play the Woo Sox next week. Obviously, that's in Massachusetts, and that's where Mike Vassell's from. So it's likely that his next start will be in his home state of Massachusetts. And eyeballs will be on that to see how Mike Vassell bounces back from his rough outing tonight. And if you heard in our interview with him, he's a real Massachusetts kid. I mean, he loves Tom Brady. He loves the Patriots. He's a donkey's drinking Ben Affleck loving dude. Yeah, but his uh, his putting Zidane Chara on his Mount Rushmore over Ray Bork. I still haven't gotten over that. Um, and yeah, I think the next time because I didn't call him out on that. I only mentioned it when we when we recorded the little intro outro for the episode. I just kind of was like, ah, oh, let it slide. Kind of makes you sound like a coward, John. That you're 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 coming on here no, all like. I, I guess so. It just it, it wasn't the vibe. It wasn't the vibe. But still, I you know I just uh it, I raised an eyebrow at it. That's all. That's all. That's all there is to it. The Syracuse Mets are hot as hell right now. I don't. Are we allowed to say hell? Um, I don't think the FCC is coming after anyone for saying hell. So I, th I think that it's okay. I'm not, I'm not prudish. I'm fine with saying it. I just wanted to get your opinion, but the Syracuse Mets are hot as heck. Yeah, you could have said, heck. Um, you could have said heck there. I think, I think the I listeners will heck. get it. I could have said heck the Syracuse, the Syracuse Mets are hot as heck and they've won seven of their last eight games. Even in this game, they trailed four to one scored six unanswered runs, 14 total hits. For the Syracuse Mets. Yeah, and it wasn't just the offense. Obviously, they did a great job getting the Syracuse Mets back in the game. But in support of Mike Vassell, the relievers behind him, Zach Muckenhern, Eric Orzi, Stephen Ridings, Jimmy Akabonis, the four of them combined to throw six scoreless innings and make that those six unanswered runs stand up. So a good job by the Syracuse Mets as they stay hot after a rough start. Syracuse has been playing some really, really good ball. The bullpen gets it done. The lineup gets it done. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Syracuse Mets had multiple hits on Wednesday night as they rattled off 14 hits. 
And another win, like you said. And another win from another team was the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. They won 3-0 versus another good name, the Hartford Yard Goats. Do you like the Hartford Yard Goats? I do like the Hartford Yard Goats who play at Dunkin' Donuts. It's either Dunkin' Donuts, Parker Stadium, one of the two. Um, it's actually interesting because they're, they're affiliated with the Colorado Rockies. So that's a couple time zones away. That is not an easy trip for the Rockies if they had to get a no. player up from AA to Colorado. It's it's not a simple one. The geography doesn't make sense on that one. But yeah, Yard Goats is a solid minor league name. Well, Christian Scott was on the mound again. Christian Scott, you could go check out our interview with him. Still pretty recent. I would say still pretty fresh. Kid shoved seven innings pitch, no earned runs, two hits and six strikeouts. John, I think the biggest note from this game for the third straight start, he's hit his PR longest start of his career. I mean, he just keeps, keeps, keeps extending this. Yeah, it seems as if he just goes out there and gets stronger with every outing. Like we talked about with Christian in the interview we did with him, he's now pitched for three levels this season already. When he started to have his name spoken about a little more at, at Brooklyn, he was still throwing five innings. His first start with the Rumble Ponies was a six-inning outing. His second start, he recorded 20 outs. And tonight, he finishes a full seven innings, allows only two hits. So he's now struck out 23 batters in 18 and two-thirds innings as a Rumble Pony, a 1-3-7 ERA. And for me, Vito, the most impressive part about the outing tonight is that he faced the minimum in six of those seven innings pitched. <laughs> Sheer dominance for Christian Scott, who continues to impress. The Mets are doing a great job on the player development end of stuff with a kid who they took in the fifth round out of Florida. He was a reliever. The Mets saw something that they liked, and they are making the most out of Christian Scott, who is a bona fide prospect. What else can you say? And you didn't jinx him. And I didn't jinx him. That is, uh, you know, that is very, very true. I... I didn't even think about that. I'm very glad that you. Oh, it was the first thing I thought of when I went to go check his line. It was the first thing I looked at was I just wanted to make sure that you didn't jinx him. And remember, we really only said like it was it, the jinx was only for one game. We, 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 we have no guarantees for the rest of the season, but we just didn't want it to be. We said something and he went out there his next game and gave up a home run. I mean, the only other thing we could do is just kind of have like a weekly chat with Christian and I bring it up every time. And then he goes out there and doesn't allow a homer. And then it's just uh, <laughs> instead of a jinx, it's just a good luck thing. And another cool thing to note, Jalen Palmer made his double A debut in this game, moved to double A after Joe Swazi went to the IL, also made a spectacular catch in left field. Yeah, Jalen Palmer, a guy that can play all over, plays the infield, plays the outfield, perhaps one of the fastest guys in all of organized baseball. So congrats to Jalen on making his double A debut on Wednesday night. All right, so let's move on to the Brooklyn Cyclones. Unfortunately, they lost 8-2 versus the Jersey Shore Blue Claws. John, I know I've said the last two are great names. I don't like the Blue Claws that much as a name. Well, you, you know, Vito, they weren't always the Jersey Shore Blue Claws. Hmm. I'm going to go old man here, and I'm going to drop a back in my day on, on you and all okay. the listeners out there. Because back in my day... They were the Lakewood Blue Claws. And I am from Central Jersey, which does exist. I'm not going to get into it right now because we're trying to keep this quick. But I'm from the area-ish where the Lakewood Blue Claws play. And I've seen many a game in Lakewood. I saw Ryan Howard play there. Saw Joey Gallo in the South Atlantic All-Star game. Saw Dilson Herrera play there. So I've got some street cred when it comes to this. And yes, they used to be the Jersey, the Lakewood Blue Claws. And they changed their name to try to, I guess, represent more of the area, which 
I don't know how I feel. I mean, I guess like who really knows what Lakewood, New Jersey is unless you're from the area. Like, do you, did, do you, have you ever heard of Lakewood, New Jersey? I have actually. I, I went there one time. The, the, I think their high school team is the Knights. I have no, I have no idea what their high school team is. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. But okay, so you have a reason why. But when you hear Jersey Shore, I guess Mike and Snooky and all of them have kind of made that. Yeah, that's what little, I was going to say. A little the bit Jersey more Shore iconic. Snookies would be a fire minor league day, team name. What they should do a Snooky night. Wait, were you a Jersey Shore guy, John? No, I wasn't. I wa- first of all, I cannot believe that the show is still going on, dude. I family vacation, baby. My wife is still watching it, and like. That show literally came out when I was a freshman in college. But to answer it, no, I never got into it. I mean, I used to go to Seaside every now and again. So I, I wasn't I wasn't of that ilk. Let's put it that way. Um, maybe more so than people, <laughs> maybe more so than people that grew up in different areas. They would look at me and say I was, but like I wasn't. Um, but I, I kind of lived in it. So I never the situations from the town over uh, where I grew up from. So the jersey shore situations that would be a pretty cool name also this is for the real fans of the show the jersey shore notes i mean fans of jersey shore will be having a nice little giggle at that refy i don't get it at all um but yeah so the brooklyn cyclones play the jersey shore blue claws and you know what i was going to bring this up at the end of the high a segment but i do want to give a shout out to the hudson valley renegades they went by the hudson valley cider donuts this week they had an amazing jersey amazing hat i just want to give them credit credit due where credit deserved or credit deserved where credit due. I don't know, but I don't, I'm not tired. I don't have a kid. I don't have an excuse to be tired like John. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm powering through. I'm still thinking about the Jersey shore snookies and what sort of a promotion that would look like. I really think we're on. It would be amazing. Here. Yeah. I mean like the Staten Island ferry Hawks do the Staten Island pizza. Rat. Oh no, they don't. The Staten Island Yankees mm. did the pizza rats. The Staten Island ferry Hawks doing the Staten Island gabagools night. That's, that's a pretty good one. That's a pretty, what yeah. we should do is we should do extensive research on this and just like kind of list them all and then just maybe make like a bracket and just like, you know, have a turn of some of the best minor league names. The specialty names? Yes. Yes, exactly. I'll, I mean, we could also do um, just the regular names, too. There's some great logos, some we... great team names. You know what? A content idea is just born as we're doing content. That's what it's all about. Maybe we'll start highlighting the way I just highlighted that the Hudson Valley cider donuts is a good thing. Maybe once in a while, we'll just highlight a really good team name from across minor league baseball and indie baseball and indie baseball, indie baseball. Hey, there's, there's a lot of talent all over the country. So enough about team names. Let's talk about player names. Kevin Parada two run double now has 14 RBIs and seven extra base hits in his last 15 games in that unfortunate Brooklyn Cyclones, a two loss, but it's great to see people like Kevin Parada still going out there and having a good game. Yeah, we're approaching the one-year anniversary of the Mets making Kevin Parada the 11th overall pick. And Kevin Parada is playing arguably the best ball of his young pro career. I think it's fair to say that. He has the batting average up close to 270, the OPS right around 800. So after a sluggish start, Kevin Parada proving why the Mets took him so high and why he was such a highly regarded prospect overall, number six according to MLB Pipeline before the 2022 draft, just why he had so much hype. And Sean Reed Foley pitched another one, two, three inning as he continued his rehab. So it's always great to see names that we know on the horizon ready to come back and help the Flushing Mets. Is it is it cool to call them the Flushing Mets? I feel like we talk about the Syracuse Mets so much that I have to say the Flushing Mets. Well, are you saying that ironically or because so 
there was a, a trip made by some people that we know down to Atlanta when the Mets were there. And they had the Mets on one of their screens in the stadium listed as the Flushing Mets. I never seen or heard that before. I mean, I know the Mets no, play Flushing. I didn't know that either. I just like it feels weird to say the Mets when we talk about the Syracuse Mets all the time and then just saying the New York Mets Syracuse is in New York. So it just it just feels weird for me to just not say like where the Mets which Mets we're talking about. You say the big league Mets. I think that that's a, a good distinguisher okay. of who we're talking about. Because we have the St. Lucie Mets, the FCL Mets. We have the Syracuse Mets. That's why I usually say the Flushing Mets. But if you're telling me that the Braves have co-opted this and made this an egg, I'm not going to say that anymore. I feel like it was a dig. I don't know. I, I didn't get the full context, but I, I saw that they had the Mets as the Flushing Mets, which, I mean, I guess they're, what, the Cobb County Braves? <laughs> like, I don't Yeah, know. we'll start calling them the Cobb County Braves. Yeah, if we're going to hone in on like the city or beyond, I, I don't know. John's about to get wild. John was about to go places that he shouldn't go on a minor league podcast. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so let's move on to the St. Lucie Mets now. Yes. The St. Lucie Mets lost 9-5 to versus the Dunedin Blue Jays. John, where is Dunedin? I do not know where Dunedin is on a map of Florida. Um, I think it's partially because I'm just not that interested in Floridian geography. Uh, I can tell you that the Toronto Blue Jays played home games in Dunedin a few years ago. That kind of put it on the map. I know that they have a beautiful complex in Dunedin. I, so a little peek behind the curtain. Vito and I, we can see each other as we do this. And I have a feeling Vito is currently searching Google, trying to find where Dunedin is on the map. And I, it looks like I have it right here. It looks like Vito's got the answer. They are right north of Clearwater. I so don't know where that is Bay either. Area. So I know, I know. You don't know where Clearwater is? Not geographically. I know, I know it's where the Phillies train, but look, I know. Dude, Clearwater's like Tampa Bay area, St. Pete area. Come on. Clearwater's got like some of the best beaches in the country. I know. Well, I'd, I'd hope so. The name like Clearwater. I know, I know where Miami is. I know where the Florida Keys are. I kind of know where Orlando is. John, how'd you ever work Marlins inside ticket sales if you don't know where all these Florida locations are? I was in Miami. No one was driving from Clearwater or Dunedin or anywhere. Where's Bradenton, Vito? How about that? Where's Bradenton? Hey, man, I was never I was never a ticket salesperson in Florida. I don't need to know these things. Okay, well, I I only know like I know Tallahassee. I know John, we're getting off the rails. We're getting off the rails right now. We said this was going to be a short episode. These listeners are probably angry at us right now because we keep going off on tangents. I told you, I am using I am using you to get me to midnight. <laughs> That's what the I'm doing. Saint right Lucy Mets. The Saint Lucy Mets <laughs> lost nine to five versus the Dunedin Blue Jays. Dunedin located north of Clearwater. Lionel Ovia has allowed two runs over five innings. Had four whiffs on six swings against his changeup. 1.69 ERA in his last six starts. Yeah, Ovias was the big story. You just laid it out for the listeners. He's been really good of late. Uh, we've said this before. We'll say it again. One of the quote-unquote sleeper prospects in the Mets system continues to go out there and put up zeros. Uh, the only other note from this game, from the St. Lucie Mets side of things, Yerol Martinez, big exit velocities, hit a ball 109.4. It was tied for the hardest hit ball in the Florida State League. Actually, all across low A on Wednesday night. So you're all Martinez, a guy we've spoken about continues to make solid contact. I do want to bring something up. My studio audience member, uh, AKA my fiance texted me and said, 
I could have told you that when you said you were going to keep this one short, that it was going to go long. Yeah. And then said it's like a jinx on timing, which she's right. It's kind of like at a game where somebody says this one's really moving along quickly. No, nothing is worse than a person that that comments on how quickly the game. No, that's that's what I do all the time. That's see back in the day, back in my day, before the pitch clock, at least people actually got mad when I would say that. Yeah, I would say Dude, like, I I get mad when I you would say, say it. first pitch after the game starts. This game is flying, and people would be like, "Oh my god, how how dare you say that?" Now it's like <laughs> if it goes two and a half hours, it's a long game, and that last year is like, "Oh, sign me up right now." Let's talk about the FCL Mets, John. The FCL Mets won six five. The FCL Mets won six five versus the FCL Astros. Luis Rodriguez retired all five batters he faced. Now has retired eight of nine batters in two outings since his return from Tommy John. Yep, Luis Rodriguez, we mentioned a few episodes ago when he made his debut coming back from the surgery, cost him all 22. One of the best left-handed pitchers in the entire organization, at least on the the player development side. He's throwing hard, touch 98, um, and he looks good. The Mets are going to definitely be cautious with Luis R. Rodriguez. He had pitched in the Florida State League before the injury. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get back there at some point. But right now, it makes all the sense in the world to ease him back in to competitive games. And so far, so good for Luis Rodriguez. This was a walk-off win for the FCL Mets. Jesus Baez delivered a walk-off double. Uh, Simone Juan had a big game for the FCL Mets. He went two for four, including a homer. And this FCL Mets team, we, we love to talk about them. They've got a lot of Good young talent. Obviously, a lot of the talent there are young. Um, guys come over from the Dominican Summer League. It's usually where they wind up. But this is a serious league. I mean, for all you baseball lovers out there, you probably, or I should say, I should say for all of you, you fans who are big baseball fans, maybe don't go as deep as the complex leagues. Alec Manoa of the Toronto Blue Jays, who was an all-star last year, is now pitching in the FCL as he tries to get himself back to the majors after some early season struggles. And he allowed 11 runs to the FCL Yankees. So there are some legitimate bats in this league. And a lot of them are on this FCL Mets roster. So definitely a team that Mets fans who want to know what's going on, especially on the lower lower ends of the minor league system, check the box scores of what's going on with this club. He made the FCL Yankees look like the 27 Yankees. <laughs> he, he did do that. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of talent in the, in the Florida Complex League. There's an Arizona Complex League as well. But, you know, this is where a lot of the high-priced international free agents wind up when they come to the States is the Florida Complex League. All-stars pass through this league. And, you know, you and I are here to, to keep track and watch these games and, and let the listeners know who the names are that they need to know. But this goes beyond the four big affiliates in the system. And it seems like a really cool experience to watch a game. Like, it's really just baseball, like raw baseball. You go to a game... There's no concessions. There's nothing going on in between innings. You're really just sitting there watching guys play baseball. I mean, it's it's such a different vibe. I think if you are in the Florida area, you should just go check it out. Like, why not? It, it's, it's just go watch some pure baseball. And for any Met fan that wants to keep up to date with what's going on for the Complex League, along with listening to Vito and I, you could follow FCL Mets on Twitter, on Instagram. They post videos of all the action that's going on there. You could check out Jesus Baez's a walk-off double with 105-mile-per-hour exit velocity. You can see Luis Rodriguez in action, throwing 96, 97, 98. 
blown it by hitters. So just wanted to drop that. They do a great job of uh, adding some visualization to what's going on down there in the Florida Complex League. And other things you should check out this week as we start to wrap this one up. Tomorrow night, Tyler Stewart and Dom Hamill are both pitching. Those are both games you should check out on the MLB TV app. Um, after Tyler Stewart's start last week, I reached out to him to ask him about his slider to just ask him what he thought about it, how he thought about his performance overall, because he had an amazing start last week in Brooklyn. Uh, I was there. It was such a fun game. I went with the whole Mets social media team and some other people. It was a really fun night. I asked him if he thought the depth of his slider is the best it's ever been. And he said, for sure, I thought the slider was good last night. It's been a great pitch for me all year that I've used with confidence. Last night was a good balance between the slider and my other pitches where I felt like it played better than in the past games due to mixing well. So there you have it. I mean, he just feels really good in his stuff right now. Yeah, we talked to him back in May and he talked about the slider and how it's been such a difference maker for Tyler Stewart, how it's really given him another option to keep hitters off balance. And especially coming from that tall frame, that 6'9", 6'10", frame, just being deceptive with his delivery. It's no surprise that he's been as good as he's been this season. He'll try to have another great outing tomorrow. He continues to pitch well. He continues to dominate. And he'll look to do it again tomorrow night when the Cyclones take on the Jersey Shore Blue Claws. And after Tyler Stewart's start is over, after Dom Hamill's start is over, you know what you can do. You can tune in to the Future of Flushing podcast the following morning for all the recaps, all the information, and all the fun that you can handle as Vito and I, well, you know we'll have it all for you. And if you thought tonight was weird, wait till tomorrow night when it's after a night game. We're getting ready to do Messed Up with uh, Mark and James, and we're doing an episode of Future of Flushing. But you know why we do it? Because we care about you, the listener. We love you, and we want you to know everything you got to know about minor league baseball. That's right. As Vito always says, be the smartest fan in your section. And we'll see you all in the future. And now, you guys enjoy some stock music. I gotta go feed a baby.